Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte, and you're with Stan, Roe, and Raph on the SGP Podcast. Woo! Are you ready? Marks and Smarks. This is the Smarky Las Filipinas Podcast. You're listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. Stan C., Raf Camus, and Romaran all together again. Thankfully, we didn't get rained in and stuck at home this week, so that's always a welcome relief. We've got a packed show. We've got a review, finally, for PWR Live, Bakbakan sa Bayanihan. Lance Stan Ong returns to the podcast, and he'll be talking all about it. He manages to get through the entire thing in less than an hour which gives us enough time to go through APCC predictions and thoughts. Uh, by this point, you'll have read that the PHX Championship Tournament is official. 12 guys competing for the vacated championship, and it culminates in a triple threat finals match on the last day of APCC that happens August 25 to 27, 2017 at the SMX Convention Center at the Mall of Asia. First of all, I'm uh, totally shilling this. Lance is just doing the Kapa Komahalko deaf uh, actions. <laughs> It, it's, it's called sign language. What? Sign Def actions. What? Def actions. Totally eluded my, uh, totally eluded my vocabulary <laughs> at a moment. Anyway, uh, we've we've got a lot of stuff that happened in WWE as well. Strangely less distracting than Canvas. Actually, what? Then again, oh. you are always stuck on your phone, so it's like it, it's no, something no, no, that no, no, evades no, no, your no, vision. No, height, height, height. He's well, he's somehow less annoying than Canvas <laughs> in doing the kapa ko sign language. Anyway, Which no one can see because this is not a video podcast. Obviously, yes. All right, um, let, let's talk about some stuff that happened in WWE first since a bulk of the podcast will be PWR-centric. Let's start off with how WWE has such a bad habit when they break teams up. And I'm sure you've noticed this by now in terms of, say, Enzo Amore and Big Cass or American Alpha or even as far back as The Shield. There's always going to be that one guy who just keeps all the elements and basically the entire gimmick to themselves. Mm. That's Roman Reigns, Enzo Amore, and Chad Gable. But they kept the theme song, they kept the motive, they kept the gimmick. And then. But to be fair, uh, to be fair, uh, for one thing, Gable was the one who approached Jason, JJ anyway, and begged him to be a team. Right, he right. He wanted about. that. So that Enzo, makes sense in that context. Enzo was the one who, who carried Enzo and Cass. I just can't say the same for Roman. Here's the, here's the problem with that, Kase. The problem with that is that whoever doesn't get to keep the theme gets stuck with some lame-ass shit. Dean and Seth, their themes are shit. Until now, they are shit. The new big cast <laughs> theme, version 1, was horrible. Yes. Version 2 is less horrible, but it's still bad. The Jason Jordan theme, I can't make heads or tails out of it. It's, it's ter- terrible. I, I, hate, I hate it. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it's one of those drafts uh, like the, the, the CFO dollar sign puts out. But I don't know why because they've had two weeks to think of and compose and perform something good. And they well, still don't. It's in a slump. Uh, did, they, did they use the, the theme before this? No, no. UK Jason Jordan, they just debuted it on Raw this no, no, week. No, 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 no. Before this. No, 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 it's, no, no. A, it's an entirely new theme. It sounds like the ugly love child of metal and American Alpha's theme. Except yeah. that instead of real instruments that you hear in metal, oh, yeah, super, it's all MIDI and synth. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's really cheap. I hate it. Uh, and and you know, uh, even, even the gimmick, because at this point, Jason Jordan, yeah, his gimmick is Kurt Angle's son. But aside from that, what is his character? Can we, can we play it for the people who haven't heard it?
been a whirlwind few weeks for this young man, Jason Jordan, finding out a couple of weeks ago that Kurt Angle was indeed his his father. And then last week, after becoming a uh, the newest superstar on Monday Night Raw, winning his debut match. Trust me, I know for a fact Jason Jordan felt like he had the weight of the world on his shoulders, but he is well-equipped, well-prepared to become a next-level WWE superstar. It looks good. How insightful, Booker. So even then, uh, talking about the big cast team, but it's also just as horrible. I, I don't get why um, why he needed a beginning effort, considering uh, they're trying to push big cast. And they're trying to push him over the big show to the point that it's big versus big in the main event of Brawl, where I don't really know what's at stake. What, the right to call themselves big? Is that it? Is that what they're fighting over? Who's the true uh, giant? No, mind. Uh, no, come on. You have to do better than that. I mean, yeah. they did actually do a good job of, uh, of, of laying out this feud to begin with. I remember when uh, Kurt Angle was doing the whole who attacked Enzo and Cass? Yeah, when he was playing stupid detective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Only to get buried by, uh, by, by Corey, Corey Graves. Graves. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Big Show was one of those. Uh, and he took it personally. I don't, actually don't know why the feud isn't with Angle. Actually, I would say obviously Angle's dealing with this, with with JJ and their own shit. Uh, anyway, anyway, so yeah, uh, it's one of those things, and I suppose uh, yeah, maybe in some some way, Big Cass is fighting for the right to be big, but same time, uh, yeah, it was part of that. But um, Big Show has a right to be offended at how they they thought they accused him of being the guy to attack Enzo and Cass, or just Enzo. I, I just think it's it's uh, I don't know the story isn't as compelling to me anymore. Sure, I, I've as lost in, interest in it. I don't think it's something I'd like to keep investing in. The fact that it was the main event was it really made for a very underwhelming episode of Raw, which uh, doesn't even state the fact that so much time was wasted on those segments to build up Joe Strowman and Roman, all of them, all of whom are already built up as is. No, that's fine. Um, promotions, promotions, it's fine. Uh, but at the cost of a women's segment, at the cost of a cruiserweight segment, uh, no. Wait a minute. First of all, you don't, uh, you don't. If if you sacrifice those segments just for, just for something that also needs to happen, you're that's just you know, it's just poor planning in your end. Uh, you should have done better to structure the whole show and not waste any time to make sure. Look at what SmackDown does. Uh, everyone gets enough time. In th- they have one hour less than Raw. So it means that clearly Raw is doing something wrong with the way they maximize their time. And uh, I, d- I don't see anything wrong in promoting what should have been the, the technical main event. Yeah. And uh, it's, it's one way to, uh, to, to get viewers to keep uh, tuning, to stay tuned in until the end of the show. Yeah, Probably but the problem and is... And the second hour, at least. The problem is, um, we've already seen what these guys are all about. No, we know it, it doesn't matter. What, it doesn't matter, because you may have seen... You may have known who they are, but what about the guy who was tuning in to Raw the first time? The kid who was tuning in to Raw for the very first time? What, what, what would they know? It, they would just tune in to see, at the end of the second hour, three guys who... Three big guys who were fighting for uh, a shot at a guy who wasn't there. Yeah, but it, it's and it's all relative to you. It's not it's not that big of a deal because you're always tuned in. But that's still important because it's still uh, an important match to have for I mean for all reasons and all intents and purposes. I'm just saying that other just because they had that 
important necessary promotion doesn't mean that they get to scrimp on the other important segments. It means that they were they failed in prioritizing what had to be shown. It's it's just that simple. Time no, I mean it's, it is time management. I agree yes. that time management is the problem, but I will not back down and, and no, agree. Na, I, know, I, I will not. I can't agree. Na, uh, na it was necessary because you me, have you, you got to check your privilege because you've been you watch the show. No, he's privileged yes, because he, is, he knows, he what's, is, going he knows going what's going on, on. each each episode on the show. Eh? Yeah, but I'm, so you're speaking for the casuals or for the kids who are tweeting it for the first time. I'm speaking for the people who do watch this every week, and I have. The but right it doesn't to say, matter. I, but I still have the right to say, nah, you know, um, I, I don't need to watch this. I can yeah. just fast forward through yeah, this. Yeah, sure. Yes, my it, time. The, and and you have every right to yeah, fast yeah, forward. The point is, uh, having the segments you missed on the show doesn't make or doesn't invalidate the point of these video packages either. Yes. Yeah, but, and then the point I'm trying to get as is uh, trying to get across is that you can't invalidate the new sentiment from people like me who watch this every week because, sure, I'm also thinking about okay, how can I have maximized my viewing experience? But I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the one invalidating you. I'm telling you that there's a problem with time management. It's which we agreed on. Yeah, I, I said now there is a problem with time management. What I'm trying to contest is how you seemingly invalidate the voice. But I did not. To to the table. I did not. I'm telling you the problem is with time management. It's not. They're not doing it right. That's it. Exactly. We agree. We all agree on that. Yes, that is the problem. And that's the only thing. That's the only thing, man. I'm not invalidating you by saying that you you are loath to miss. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not even saying you're loath to miss the segments you miss because they are important segments as well. I'm just saying that you're taking your frustrations out on the wrong things. It 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 really is the wrong thing to say. Uh, they didn't give you what you needed, and they could have. That's the thing. They could have. They could have. They could have given you what you wanted without sacrificing the things you didn't need but, to see. Yeah. And then that it is works the and it cuts across the board for Raw. That's the thing. The three hours... Oh, there's so much time. And there's so much time. And we've had this discussion ad nauseum already na parang for the past year and a half. Have we? Yes. No, not really, actually. Uh, yeah, we, didn't, we have. We, no, we no, have. Okay, we, we haven't gotten the past year and a half. This is actually one of the Raws that's very, uh, that, that really stands out in a negative light just because it really... Yeah, no, I, I see, I, I've seen the tweets the then that, uh, that have been... I, I saw a tweet, actually, that's been counting the minutes or lack thereof that the women got, right? And I agree with that in some way. But I, I'm telling you, uh, it's the problem isn't what you didn't need to see. It, the problem is they didn't put what you need to see. Yeah. It, it really is that. And that's where it ends. Okay, we're good? No. Uh, okay. <laughs> Lots of other stuff on Raw, actually, that I have to bring up. Sure. First, go, go, go. First, go, it's go. Elias No Last Name. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I, 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 I hate that it's a pattern and that this is something we've talked about several yes. times over and over, but it has to be called out again because it's happened again. Damn it, Vince. What do you have against last names? Well, no, no. What do you have against two names? <laughs> actually. Okay, so this that, is the this this thing is a take. This is a take I heard on uh, the Mass Man shows oh yeah, okay, a few okay, hours right, ago. Right, right. right? Okay. Now, What's the take? The take was that Antonio Cesaro was reduced to Cesaro because it didn't sound manly enough. Okay. Hey. Cesaro. No, 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 no. So following that same no, train which, of thought. Which didn't sound manly Antonio. enough. Antonio, Antonio Cesaro. As in the entire name. It didn't sound as manly enough as Cesaro. So kung, if, if that's the train of thought, Di bakit Samson pa yung tinanggal? Ayun naman yung pinakanakakalalaking pangalan. That, that, that's, that's a true. good question. I'm actually going to bring that up because I was thinking about 
this dynamic when after right after they they just announced it was Elias but at this point between Elias and Samson which one do you really get rid of because one, for one thing you're right Samson is the better name like it's the more resonant uh, name. It's the strong man yeah, name. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But on the other hand, the catchphrase is "walk with." El- Would you like to walk with Elias? So you kind of. I love, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. That's, that's good. Nice. That's good. It's nice. But it, it does, I mean, you know, would you like to walk with Samson? It doesn't have the same ring to it. As a drifter, the solution no, here. He's not even a drifter anymore. Yeah, he's, he's just, just no, no, no. now. He's just, he's just a blues he's just guitarist. A blues. He's a traveling musician. He's a busker. He's a busker. He is actually a busker. He is a busker. I don't even know how buskers get that and get the front and center time. On, on, inside the ring but at the same time yeah the solution here is to not get rid of the name yeah just Elias Samson is fine look at the character right now this Elias guy is miles <laughs> different from the Elias Samson on NXT actually yeah yes at this, no point, at this point he's no longer a drifter he's yeah yeah actually yeah. that's why I'm, I'm I'm beginning to come around to them because they dropped the, the, the I guess the most problematic part of his character because they didn't know what to do with it to be yeah. honest with you but I liked what they did in the backstage segments when they were introducing him yeah on yeah, the yeah that's fine that's fine but, the, but then we Obviously, he obviously evolved from that, and now he just he just plays a guitar for you. Yeah, it's, it's weird because he becomes like the the raw equivalent of Aiden English. Mm. They're basically mirror yeah, 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 yeah. now. One guy sings opera, the other guy sings blues. Eventually, they're gonna have to lead their own Survivor Series teams <laughs> against each other. It, it's sad. It, uh, I, I hate na ganon yung yung. The, the way that they have to write these characters that they have to like take out a name to be fair what, though to, no, to be fair Aiden English was first in this uh, no, in, in that particular uh, strength expertise yes. he did yes, he yes. did kind of do this first and he just brought it back after, after uh, we the, said when goodbye he had to, go to, solo. to Simon, Simon Gotch. Gotch yeah so what's next are we gonna start calling him Aiden or English <laughs> I think you need both English <laughs> so weird but, uh, I think English is the lamer name compared to Neville Actually, you know, English. I don't know. I don't know eh. To be fair, I mean, uh, to be fair, the guys like Cesaro, Rusev, Neville, who else? Uh, who else got? Who got? Biggie. 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 Uh, they got over enough with their work that the mononym didn't matter anymore. It, it was they. They were. I mean, their 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 calling card was enough to go by that one name. I think you can say the same for someone like Zayn from One Direction. Yeah. There was something... For, for starters, the name is iconic enough on its own. Uh, and then the talent was able to back yeah. it up as well. Right? Kumbaga, I think they've earned their Goldberg. Yeah. They, don't you know? have, they, they can drop degree. the bill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they is this a bill. challenge to Elias? No, it's, to it's stupid. His, eh? and, and the, in the first place, you don't even have to do this. It's unnecessary. Yeah. And at the same time, doesn't do much... Except makes the catchphrase. It, it just so happens that they were good. These all these other guys were good enough to to overcome the the, the, the disconnect. Does this then tell you that it is Vince who hamstrings his own talent? Yeah, yeah. we already know this from before. We, yeah. we didn't need the name thing to know this. Yeah. yeah. Alright, one last not? thing on Raw before we move on. Uh, Finn Balor lost in the shuffle, which is pretty sad considering that there was so much hype heading into his return and people have been uh, speculating on, on you know when he would be reinserted back into, into the event. universal title picture. Yeah. He's nowhere near that. Instead, he's stuck in a little feud with Bray Wyatt, which doesn't really interest anybody. Even, if I, uh, even despite the fact that Finn has this teleportation thing going on right now. Too. Cool spot, cool spot though. 
you can explain it in an, in, in one way because there's one way uh, na parang okay so the demonic powers grant him supernatural abilities or you can just as easily say na he's got the mind games going on that he just hid under the ring yeah he was just being a human being hiding under the ring yeah may, may kasama na sila Undertaker or kasabot ni si Lights Guy or Swago yeah right yeah, probably hid under the ring but what do you guys think about where Finn is right uh, now? Because I'm very dissatisfied. Uh, it's it's a little too early for this, but there's a rumored Superstar Shakeup too. Yes. Uh, for after SummerSlam, and I've already started thinking about where people can go because I don't want the whole uh, roster movement thing to be uh, contained in one week window, mm. in, in a in a week's worth of a window. So what I really wanted to, for now is, I think they need to to trade Finn to SmackDown right away. For who? I don't know. Uh, if they want, they can trade Cena to, to Raw. No, you, you opinion yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. the opinion on Cena, man, or the the rumor on Cena is that they're keeping him as a free agent so they can shuffle him on Raw whenever they need to, based on his schedule, yeah, because of the movies he films and all that. Yeah, so, so, you might as well just trade him to Raw and no, get I don't him. think it's gonna be a trade for Cena. No, yeah, you might as well. You might as well do that, and you know, never mind the whole free agent stuff because it doesn't make sense. To, they haven't explained. <laughs> yeah, it. No, they, they haven't explained, explained it at all. Uh, on screen, so you might as well trade Cena for Finn. I mean, it's not, it's not kayfabe. It's not a bad event. It's not a bad it's deal. It's not a bad deal. First uh, universal champion, uh, uh, dominant NXT champion, yeah, yeah, demon, <laughs> right? <laughs> Cena washed up. Uh, not not the washed up, but sixteen time champ, sixteen, cha- yeah. 16 time champ, potential uh, goat, potential goat. Are already doing the Rock schedule from two thousand two. Uh, mm, basically, yeah. basically, you might as well get him, Deva. Right? Yeah, why not? Uh, I I could live with seeing Cena on Raw. I could live with Finn on SmackDown. Finn, uh, it gives us Finn versus AJ. The the shallower pond because on SmackDown, not just that. Uh, Finn Nakamura. Uh, it gives Finn a whole a whole another set of of relevancy. I think because there's so there's relatively less competition on Raw on SmackDown. Whether they were conscious of it or not, I think nah, that image of Finn just getting choked out by Joe mm. at Extreme Rules, I think that's what pretty much killed his main event spot. I don't think oh, no, so. No, 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 no. Not, not necessarily. It's one of those... Uh, how do you say this? Like someone had to do it. Someone had to Some, do it. Yeah, yeah, someone, someone did have to, to do, do it. it. Uh, right. you, you have to take him down a notch to bring him back up to that if main event status when, you get, when you're confident enough to put him there. I just think that they have completely forgotten what to do with Finn in the sense that uh, we haven't heard the, of the demon, although he's probably going to come Rina, back at some extent from Ray, right? But you know, aside from that, um, there really isn't much that we're seeing out of Brian. Okay, he's got the club. Then what? I don't know. I, I think... I know. I think... He's much better off as the club. I think you should pair him with yeah, him. Just, yeah, with Gallows and Anderson. Yeah. No, actually, send them all to SmackDown. Send them all to the, the club. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then just put them... Well, not just... Uh, not collude, I guess. But I would say have AJ be the either you turn the club face, or have AJ be the face against the club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either or. Yeah, I, I could live with that. All right. Um, sp- speaking of SmackDown, Cena Nakamura, <laughs> great yeah. main event to top off one of mm-hmm. the best SmackDown episodes we've seen in quite a quite a long time. Mm-hmm. So you've got Cena putting Nakamura over clean, which surprised people, and I'm not sure what it says about. Uh, what it says about us now we're that cynical now we couldn't expect that right away but I for one was was very happy no I, I think because um, we were kind of spoiled by the rumors then we thought that it was going to be Cena versus Mahal AJ versus Cena even maybe the continuation of Nakamura versus Corbin but I really like how reactive again once again Smackdown was in 
in their road to SummerSlam. Parang, I don't know, but it feels like they have much more space to be a lot more reactive and not stick to what Vince wants for for the long-term planning. I mean, yes, it's great to have long-term booking plans, but at the same time, if something doesn't work, like, you know, most of Battleground, then it's great you could you could make a bigger good. Right, if you guys are wondering why there's panting in the background, it's Indy that's Kamsa's dog. Uh, he just found just his way back room. into the room, and we can't take him out right now because we're like in the middle of the recording, so... Uh, we're running with it. Yeah, let, let's bear with it. Um, okay. Here, let me, let me, my two cents. Yeah, like dogs, right? This. <laughs> he is cute. But the thing with the thing with this booking, kasi, is it's early. It's early for Nakamura to be in the main event scene. Is it really? It is. No, it's not. Because Braun Strowman's been in the main event scene for quite some time, and it's not like he's had a lot of time in the main roster as well. Because wait, even as a professional wrestler, true. He's good though. He's good though. Yeah, the thing, the thing he's learned his role. Nakamura he knows kasi, his role. <laughs> Nakamura kasi went from. Dolph Ziggler to Baron Corbin to this, diba? Mm. So, it's Brock Lesnar went straight at The Rock. The Rock. After the Hardys. After the Hardys. Yes. Mm. There is precedent there for is such precedent. a push. There is precedent. So, it's not like it's something coming out of left field. Uh, no, no, it's not completely out of left field. It's just, given the current landscape of the WWE, you'd think that they'd give him a little, like, one more feud before they'd say, okay, number one contendership, and then we'll see. There's two ways I'm looking at it. Kasi. Yeah. The first is that they're finally recognizing that Nakamura is old. And Nakamura has a, has a lot of miles on his odometer. So we might as well take advantage of him now and his drawing power while we can. True. But True. there is the pessimistic point of view, which was also another hot take on the Mass Man show, na napaisip na parang shit, sana hindi ito, is that they can just as easily put Jinder Nakamura in the opening match of SummerSlam and then blame it on them if the house is bad. Or blame it on them if they can't get that monstrous pop that people would have wanted out of a Mahal Nakamura showdown. Mm. So, wow. that's, so, that's, so, so they're using Nakamura as the scapegoat? Essentially. No, either of them. Actually. Either of them, either yeah. Either yeah. Of them. To justify both, both of them being knocked down a peg. Oof. Or so, Smackdown being knocked down a peg. That's my fear. That, that, uh, that's a legitimate concern. I don't think so. Uh, that, that, that fear would have held water back in the early 2010s, right? The early, earlier this decade, for sure, yeah. when at the dying days of the first brand split, uh, you had two world championships and Edge would start the show with his match, right? Mm-hmm. I think that would have been uh, a perfect fear if it were 2010-2011. But I think now we are not getting the case. If that were the case, you say, uh, Bray and Randy would have started WrestleMania. Right? Uh, True. But Bray and Randy did have an awful match. Yeah. yeah. But all the same, they weren't in a position to, uh, no, to, to, blame, to be blamed. For the draw. Because they were at the tail, almost at the tail end of the of a seven-hour show. The thing about Nakamura Mahal that excites me, though, is the fact that we're finally not getting the xenophobia angle. Oh, yeah. Because they're both foreign. They're both Asian. Yes, they're uh, technically both Asian. Um, uh, gender by ethnicity. Yes. Nakamura, obviously, because of who he is. Yes. So, um, so you have that. You have an, uh, a foreign guy who just is really, really good and really, really stiff. Yes. Uh, and, and you have a foreign guy who is supposedly just an asshole. I think the onus is on the writing behind gender to really just solidify that he's more than just a heel now because he can no longer rely on the fact that, oh, you just hate me because I'm not American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it can't be about that anymore. Mm. He really has to be dastardly or cerebral or both. True. Yeah, that's true. Any promonia from this week's SmackDown? Uh, um, crap. 
See, I don't because remember because his promos are all unmemorable. Uh, I don't he remember. didn't. No, that he didn't much. care who. Oh, okay. That he didn't care there. who won. Who won that match? Because he was just gonna watch from the skybox. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, so right, he was right. Watch from the skybox. Yeah, yeah. Like he had his own suite. <laughs> yeah, he did. I, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. So he was ragging terrible. About him being rich. I never understood the the point of watching from a skybox in a wrestling show. No, I know. I know. event because they look like ants from the no, skybox. I, yeah, that's true. That's true. Seguro from Space Lang, uh, Space Lang Seguro. Exclusivity, now you yeah. have your own little club, kind of like in the in no, but 80s, it doesn't the make sense. Club. Club. Yeah, if you're a coach, it, well, for one thing, if you're a coach, you wouldn't, you shouldn't be in the skybox. Yeah, but especially if you're watching wrestling, unless there's a monitor in front of you. No, I think it's the fact that you have an exclusive place where yeah. you can bring the bring the hose in and all that. I suppose. Uh, so yeah, uh, Cena Nakamura uh, and, and and eventually Mahal Nakamura. I'm all in on it. Um, what do you guys think about Rusev Randy though? Because uh, it's not random that yeah, really Rusev's random. calling okay. people out, then Randy just appears. Yeah, out of nowhere. Know. They actually that was pretty. That was a pretty clunky and a clunky up. way to set this up yeah. for Smack. Clunky for SmackDown because they would usually transition to these newer feuds by way of uh, a multi tag team match, maybe multi-person uh, segments, uh, run-ins, shit like that. Like what they did with Cena and Corbin. Yeah. Yes, right? yes, that was actually good. Yeah. So, the, yeah, um, are you excited for this feud? Is this something you actually uh, want to see? I don't know. I'm not too hot about it. I don't know. I, no, it's going to be watchable. That's that's for sure. Rusev will make this match watchable. But does Randy put Rusev over? He, sana. Sana. There's no title on the line. There's nothing. There's, there's zero stakes here. Okay. There's uh, zero stakes questions. Does SummerSlam become the annual Randy put someone over? pay-per-view it's the annual John Cena put someone over pay-per-view also actually on I forgot about that alright anything else on Smackdown nah, no. uh, at, at this point I don't think we can actually figure out who's been attacking Brizango right I, I still think it's the Colognes or unless they bring up someone from NXT <laughs> what about the guys who are missing Cena Harper Rowan oh yeah yeah, 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 yeah. those two actually, Ziggler yeah. oh wait but you know what shit I really loved probably Harper week's... and Rowan yeah uh, I really love this week's Fashion Twin Peaks. Yeah. <laughs> galing, galing. Ang ganda nito. I don't know who's writing this shit, but that person it's is so good. Race. It's so good. It's just, it's just silly. Um, oh, speaking of theme songs, which we talked about uh, at the start of the show, the Usos get an upgrade. Uh, yeah, it's basically by actually just, having them rap yeah. on the theme song. They're not even rapping. They're just shouting. You might catch faces nila. I didn't hear. I thought they were rapping. It's like day one-ish. Day one-ish. Paano gano? And then uh, they're, they're saying about Uso Penitentiary. But they're basically just uh, talking about themselves. They're not no, really rapping. That's better. At least my personality is Yeah. Uh, as opposed to yung, the, the, uh, the, the bland sounding theme that they used to come out to. Um, if, if you notice, haven't noticed, we haven't been talking a lot about the women just because they haven't been getting a lot of shine this week. Um, um, one of the things that people have been talking about is the news that Bailey got injured on Raw. Oh, fuck. And that this could potentially affect SummerSlam. Yeah, I have a... It looks to be shoot. Yeah, did you it's, see the bump? Yeah, that was bad. It was, it was a bad, bad. bump. So what's going to happen? Is Bailey out they and took Sasha some, in? Uh, I don't know, probably. Probably. They're going to find a way to make mm-hmm. that happen. Nah, another number one contenders match. Yeah. Pro- probably next week, and then once they rule her out, they're like, okay. Hey, what is Mickey James doing lately? Yeah, she hasn't been she on hasn't TV, been Jesus on TV for a while. Yeah. So Emma's been asking for a chance. Mickey has been out, uh, out of action. Yeah. So yeah, but a lot of people have been benched, and we don't know where they are. Mm. We don't know well, uh, what their trajectory y'all. is. It's very sad. 
Um, other news from outside uh, WWE canon. Let's talk about the network subscriptions and how people are saying internally that it's going to lead to more budget cuts. For starters, original programming is being canceled already. Mm. Yep. So we, we don't have and Talking mask. Smack. Unfiltered is gone. Uh, I don't think ENC is getting a second season. No, they've no. shot. They've shot the season. They've shot half the season. Yeah. But if they're going to pull the plug on production, they, they yeah, might, they well might as well can it, right? yep. No, they can run half the half season with what they have. What does this tell us? Or, or no, not, not, not what does this tell us. You know, parang, it's, it's, it's more of um, how are we necessarily affected beyond the fact that these wonderful shows are getting taken out. When ito nga dapat yung yeah, that's factor, true. You're right, you're right. Uh, they're actually reacting the wrong way with this because they're, they're sacrificing... The long-term, the long-term game plan for the network by, by trying to put in the band-aid solution. Yeah. Is there something wrong with the business model as it stands? No, no. It's as a business, like from a business perspective, the network is something that should have, you know, should have. No, no given the amount of wrestling content on on the network, the the huge wrestling library from all over, pretty much all over. Yeah. Save for you know indies and stuff like that. Uh, the the network is serving its purpose. Yeah. But um, wrestling fans will get that will get a subscription just to watch a lot of the old shit. That is the main draw. Nostalgia. Yes, but the thing is, I don't think they're reaching those people. Because um, no, I think they are. No, no. Uh, here's here's a take from the pro wrestling coach oh, okay. guys who guessed it on mm. uh, the Mass Man Show. Sabi nila, and this is very interesting. A bulk of these subscriptions today are people like us who are updated. Mm. So okay. we are the most hardcore of the hardcore fans. We are the 1%. Yeah. Yes. Right? So what they want to target are the people who have the spending power to, to subscribe to the network and forget that they're actually paying for it, which is the, the model of yeah. Netflix, of Hulu, yeah, yeah, yeah. of Amazon Prime. Right? People like us, um, especially those who are living in their mother's uh. basements, are scrimping money to put together yung pambayad nila for for the network, the network mm. on top of buying merch. Sure. Mm. So if they want to attract the people who have the dis- disposable income, they have to go after the fans the Attitude Era yeah. who somehow uh, strayed away from the fandom and rope them back in with the idea that the stuff you liked before, you can watch it on demand. Yeah. You can watch other things that remind you of that stuff as well. Right. But but nila in terms of approach is that they're not uh, putting the, uh, the advertisements in the right spots. That's true. For example, you get WWE Network spots on the fucking WWE Network. True. To true. people who already have it. And WWE programming. I... Who, to people who already watch it. Mm. So, th- th- I, that, that might be targeted. Disjoint. No, that might be targeted to the people who are on the one month trials. But the problem with that, the problem uh, with is that argument the people is people who just renew that free trial by just getting a brand new email address. True. So, does that not expose a flaw in the business model itself? No, it just exposes a flaw in the way they advertise it, not the model, because the model is really in a, it's really good, it's favoring subscribers. Yeah. But why do you have to, or, or no, okay. not, not, to, not to sound too antagonistic, but yeah. why do you have to encourage a model where they're giving WrestleMania away for free? That's your biggest show of the year, that's your biggest commercial for the rest of the WWE Network. Why give it for free? Or give it away for what free? What would you do though? What, would you pay more because, for it? Because you don't, if they're straying away from the pay-per-view model where people are shelling out 60 bucks yeah, just to watch. People already don't think WrestleMania now is, is worth, worth 60, 60 or 70. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I suppose it, uh, giving it away is an extreme. But all the same, it's a lot easier to hook them and then get them to stay and watch other stuff that they would really love to watch on the network. 
So the problem then is nga, going back advertising. to the advertising. advertising. Advertising and customer retention. Yeah. Yan yun. Sayang eh. If they, if they could like uh, have have a good spot in a very prominent program. Yeah, I, I would like put spots in the middle of Shooter or in the middle of uh, what else? What are, what are those other shows that they advertise on? Uh, Game of Thrones even. Yeah. Then you know what? I want them to place on fucking UFC. Because you have all these wrestling fans, right? You know what? I liked wrestling before, but fake yan eh. Kaya sa UFC on nanonood. Diba? Put it well, there. If they, if they work out the deal with Brock, which Maybe. they did before, they did that last year during the Mark Hunt fight. That they were able to promote SummerSlam on UFC. Mm. True. So if if they can do something like that before, why can't they do that again? And I think it boils down to the reluctance of the old man mm. to deal with Dana White. Oh, yeah, din yun. So yun sayang lang, because uh, alam nila kung sino target market nila. At the end of the day, alam nila kung sino eh. Hindi lang nila alam paano mm. makontakt. Yeah, reach. it's it's a failure to advertise. Really, uh, there's so many things to know. To, there are so many ways to do this. Like, there are so many shows in the USA Network. In what else? In the, in the CW, right? Yeah. Uh, they're they're oppor- old. They're the old op- stomping grounds. Yeah. The opportunities are there. They're just not harnessing them on a level that is likely to affect us on a personal level. Because mm. there are 196 talents uh, under WWE contracts right now. Does this budget problem mean now we're going to see a spring cleaning of sorts down the line? Um. Hope not. Okay, though. Okay, though. The, 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 the roster does need to be pared down. Trimmed. Who would you trim out, though? Uh, that's another discussion for another day. Yeah. All right. Anything else from Raw or SmackDown or NXT that you want to get to or you want to save that for Pick of the Week? I'll save that for Pick of the Week. All right. So, without further ado... Oh, wait. You know what? Before we bring Darley on for the PWR review, let's bring him on for a quick G1 update. Since oh. we are in the Yo. middle yeah. of... Uh, yeah, you're, why are you still here? This okay. year's G1 Climax. So, let's oh. get that out of the way. <laughs> so, let's give him uh, a premature introduction into this week's episode. Okay. So, hey guys. Uh, before the review, uh, just a quick update on the, the 20th annual G1 Climax Tournament 27 27 uh, Alright, 27 oh, 27th. Uh, Wow, man Sorry, I was looking at the phone here Yeah. And okay, so uh, here's where we stand right now uh, Right now for A Block It's a, as, a, as of today there We have an Who's more, still in the running Who's still in the running Are Zack Sabre Jr. Hiroshi Tanahashi uh, Tomohiro Ishii Tetsuya Naito uh, These are the top four guys right now All tied at eight All tied at eight so there is really no clear winner yet. Although personally, I can't. If I had to choose a winner for Block A, uh, it would be Kota Ibushi. Because Ibushi, Ibushi has a lot of momentum on his side, and he's gotten through a lot of his, you know, the big, the big names that he had to get through in this in this block of his. Yes, I really uh, mind because he's just gonna win for to lose to Kenny. <laughs> Actually, uh, yeah, that's true. If yeah. he does win the block. Mm. I don't think that Okota Ibushi will be undefeated uh, going into the last day of uh, A Block. So, yeah, highly likely Ibushi could win this, although uh, there could be some surprises. Who knows? And for B Block, uh, definitively Okada is the leader who remains undefeated. Uh, and, yeah, but, but most likely he may suffer his, last, his, uh, his first loss on his last uh, block match. Which is against yeah, none other than the cleaner Kenny Omega, uh, and he could actually, which is going to be the third match between the two, but instead of a title match, it's going to be in the form of a match that will uh, award two points. 
So So you're predicting who versus who in the finals? Okay, honestly, I want to see a Golden Lovers reunion. I want to see Ibushi versus Omega. Which is my call. Yeah. <laughs> we all want it. We all want it. Yeah, want here's it. the thing. Look for their match in 2012 uh, for DDT. It's the, it's the 45 minute one. Yeah, uh, the really long match. Yeah, you should look look for it. And yeah, I think that's the prototype for Okada Omega actually. So uh, look for that, and then imagine that match in the finals of the G1. All right, there you have it. That's your quick update on the G1 climax. Uh, courtesy of Lan Stan Ong, who will be having uh, a little bit in, in a few minutes for the Bakbakan uh, Sabayanihan review. Now, uh, at this point, I guess it's pretty obvious that we record these things out of order and out of sequence, <laughs> which is actually happens a lot on a lot of your favorite productions. So, really, uh, it's, it's a normal thing. Yeah. Anyway, let's get to that review from the PWR show from July 23. It's going to be a very heavy review because it was a very long show and there was a lot that went down. So without further ado, here is Lance Tan Ong's review of Bakbakan Sabayanihan. This one's a week delayed, but we managed to finally pull someone in to do our review of PWR Live Bakbakan Sabayanihan. And well, I think it's pretty obvious that you weren't our first choice. <laughs> or our second. Or, or our third. third. Right. But we uh, thank you anyway for making time for us. So and please. This is, this is your chance to, to move up the depth chart. Yeah. <laughs> Redeem yourself. And actually get to deliver the catchphrase at an opportune time. What? So please welcome to the podcast, making his return, Darley. Hey, what's up? Long time. What's up? People don't, not everyone who not everyone knows who Darley is. We did call him Darley last time. Right, nah. His Even shoot then. name is Lance Tan Ong. You yep. guys know him as that or LTO or Darley. Uh, there's one other thing you have to know about him. He hates bread. So the next time you see him at a PWR show, you might want to give him a loaf <laughs> or a sandwich. No, but then you know, no, Pandemanila. Because like it's the best. Please do me a favor. Don't give me bread, please. No, no, no. <laughs> so, so that's your cue to actually do give him bread. Oh no, please, God, no. <laughs> Pandemanila, guys. Yep. Make him see what he's loaf. missing. Yeah, large yeah, large. Loaf. Large loaf. Like stuff, stuff having stuffed the whole thing in his mouth. I'm happy with chicken. That's fine. Not not bread. Chicken yeah. in Pandemonida. Oh right? God, no. Chicken spread. Chicken spread. Yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so the reason why Lance is here, of course, is because he is uh, one of the one of the people who was at Bakbakan uh, Sabayanihan last July 23, and he actually came prepared this time around. Unlike a certain other reviewer who just kept rambling couple months ago. <laughs> so I appreciate that you actually had notes prepared this time. First time, so, yeah. first time went in. Uh, to actually prepare notes? or the, no, the no, other no, no. See, see other reviewer. Yeah, yeah, that was his first oh, time. Oh, first time. Yeah. Probably his last, too. This isn't his... <laughs> <laughs> this is Darley's first time, though. Yeah, so Darley knows what to do, okay? So, all right. We've okay. got a very stacked card, even more stacked than Renaissance, actually. So let's jump right in right. with the pre-show. Yeah. Brad Cruz taking on the debuting Trabajador Cuatro. All right. So let's start with uh, the debuting Brad Cruz versus the Trabajador Cuatro. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't Brad Cruz's debut. He debuted last. Oh wait, wait. Yeah, um, the show before. Pre-show debut. Fine. Okay. Or yeah, this is his second show, and I like actually. Actually, this is the match that's more of a showcase uh, for Brad Cruz. Uh, this is his Bainian debut, and it's more of sh- uh, Brad Cruz showing what he can do uh, in the ring. Because, you know, you're fi- fighting a, a trabajador, so you know it's going to be a squash match, basically. So it's really more of a, just a showcase of what uh, Brad Cruz can do in the, uh, in the ring. And shockingly, uh, fans are still wild over him. I mean, being, Shockingly? Shockingly. They're still... What kind of shock? Yeah, because, you know, I mean... You expect that the first time he showed up, parang, okay, fans are you know fans are appreciative of what he can do now. Uh, 
they're like new fans, right? Because yes. it's like this is like the uh, return to Bayanihan. So okay, so a lot of people really do like the guy, even after his second show and his first show in Bayanihan. So what are you trying to say exactly? So basically, everyone loves Brad Cruz. That, that wasn't what you were trying to say, though. Yeah. <laughs> is it because he has the looks? Yeah, he's very sexy, man. No, but, but wow. on, a, on a serious note, aside yeah. from the obvious uh, running joke that he does have the looks, yeah, what look. is it about Brad Cruz that got the crowd popping for him? What about um, you? Okay. In, in your personal okay. opinion, for me, uh, Brad Cruz is uh, he he has the he has the the, the, the white collar look, and, uh, and you know let's, let's face it. I mean, he's he's not exactly wait, white collar, talaga or blue? Not really blue. Uh, blue but wait, wait, yeah, right, blue, blue, blue. I'm sorry, blue is working colored. class. <laughs> working class. Working class. All right, so he has that look, but you know he 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 has this confidence about him that you know he's. He's, you know, he's he has the looks, he's handsome, he's confident about it, and I think that's the kind of confidence that resonates with the with the fans. So it's basically the Sunday beauty queen confidence. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so you know, it, it resonates very well. It translated very well in the ring as well, and you know, uh, it's overall a great exhibition. Really quickly, uh, does Trabajador Cuatro stand out from Uno, Dos, and Tres? Yes, and Maximo. Be- and, uh, and Maximo. Okay, yes, because he's. <laughs> you can, you can look, he's muscular and stuff so you know I mean he, he clearly takes care of his body and stuff so yeah that, that, that in itself is like an advantage already so yeah and you know I mean the only concern I have with Brad Cruz is that you know he probably has a ceiling when it comes to his gimmick because you know maybe maybe going to have a ceiling because you know it's like the Copito gimmick and all those things but you'll never know he might he might make it big Let's see what happens. Okay. Next up, you've got the debut, the debuting Rebel Ranger versus oh. a debuting a dinosaur, <laughs> the debuting dinosaur T Rex, T Rex, T Rex. From when, from when lizards roamed the earth. God. All right, okay. have at it. Okay, I was really laughing it, it, because it wasn't really a match. It wasn't a match. It's just a showcase of Rebel Ranger. It was an act. It was a fight scene. Yes, and, and I was honestly laughing my ass off the entire thing. It's not even a match. The dinosaur got over, though. Why, why is that? I don't know. Maybe they just want to cheer the dinosaur. <laughs> it he has a mean tail whip, though. Yeah, he has a mean tail whip. Does and he also do a gust of wind? No, no I don't he, think he so. Has, he, he has a bite. He has a he bite. Has a bite. <laughs> he has a bite. <laughs> or a head butt. <laughs> so, scratch ninja. My head butt and scratch ninja. That's yes. four moves. So dark Pokemon chat. Yes. Actually, and yeah, I mean, this is a guy that shouldn't even be wrestling in the ring, but here we are. I mean... Who, Revo Ranger or the or T-Rex? The, the T-Rex. <laughs> because, you know, it's just stupid ridiculous. And Clearly, it's very silly. It's As you said, it is ridiculous. But how did the crowd react to the whole thing happening in front of them? Uh, okay, so at the first part of the match, uh, the fans were wild because they have not seen anything like it before. Like, this is, this is tokusatsu shit uh, <laughs> happening in the ring, which... What is tokusatsu shit? You know, like, you know, BDT style shit. No, 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 no. no. Uh, that's so. different. No, no, it's more of like uh, the Power Rangers, uh, uh, yeah. the Mask Man, and blah blah blah. So you know, you didn't expect you find in DDT. Yes. Okay. Fine. Sort of. But uh, or Chikara. Or Chikara. So yeah, I mean, everyone's wild about it, and they, they want to see what's gonna happen. And later on, as the match dragged on, uh, the I think the T Rex was uh, getting enough offense. So, oh my. yeah. Okay. So, Actually. which is okay, lang. I mean, it's fine. And the fans are cheering for the T Rex because I think <laughs> everyone knows that Revo Ranger is gonna kick the T Rex's ass in the end anyway. 
So, you know, just give me sympathy and shit. So, okay. As a reviewer, I want you to give me your point of view on this. Because okay. I looked through the comments on PWR when the video was posted okay. featuring Revo Ranger and the dinosaur. Okay. And there were people who commented, this is some Chikara-level shit. Mm-hmm. And there were others who commented, nah, this is just plain stupid. Mm-hmm. So, as a reviewer and as a wrestling fan, okay. do you think that acts like these have a place in PWR? Absolutely. <laughs> because, you know, wrestling is a lot of things. And one of the things about wrestling is it can be a very good comedy. And you know something you don't take itself seri- uh, that, that does not take itself seriously. So at all, at all. Here's the thing yeah. about the, the 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 dinosaur segment. Anyway, it's okay. uh, most of those people who commented on the video uh-huh. most likely were not there. If they were there, they would have known that this segment was on the pre-show. Meaning, it's, it's I want to say it's not canon, but mm. that placement tells you tells everyone that uh, we're gonna get this silly shit out of the way before we get to the real. Uh, the meats, the, the, the meats of the, the the essence of what you came here for. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it's but, a sideshow. Yeah, yeah. So without that nuance, say they're gonna think that that was part of the main show. That was gonna be you know a, a typical proceeding. Uh, sure, it might be better suited for an event like APCC, where you know it it, it won't stuff. be out of place at all. But uh, who at knows? This, at this point, you have to really consider the context. You have to think about it and say, "Now, oh, okay, we're not really putting this in the in the more prominent spot on, on our card." And I guess the the thing about this is that is that um, when the time comes and Reverend Ranger ends up in uh, in the main show, that's where the true test comes in. Because this time he's gonna have to show what he can do in the ring against actual, you know. Uh, actual main guys in PWR actual, actual wrestlers, actual in, wrestlers. A, in an actual wrestling match Mamma, yes. mammals so <laughs> so we really don't know what to expect from Rev Ranger but just like Brad Cruz I'm willing to op- uh, have an open mind and let's see where this goes so open minded guy open minded alright thank you for getting that out of the way Kamas <laughs> last match on the pre-show you have the raging Nintendo versus <laughs> Everyone's favorite weeaboo bolt. Oh god! Not, not his favorite though. Yeah, yeah. I hate hate weebs. Why? Just kidding. No, 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 no. Let's <laughs> talk about this. Let's talk about this. We have, we have a little bit of time. Why? Why do you hate bolt? Okay, I do not hate bolt the wrestler. Obviously not. You hate bolt the, the idea. Yeah, I guess what he represents. I guess it's just you know him being a super weeb. I guess. But is he an extreme? Is it, is it, is it like looking looking at a mirror and cringing at what you see? <laughs> well, uh, not personally, but for you as a group. Not, not as a group. Uh, not I don't really. him as a group. What? No, you and your friends as a group. Uh, not really. <laughs> I mean, there's like a le- um. Okay, it's, it's hard to explain, but uh, you know, there's like is a, it le- a dark reflection. No hell no. <laughs> I mean, he, he's okay, and weebs are fine, but you know. I know. <laughs> but I know. There, there's no. just a, there's just a level of weeabooness that has to be maintained. It it can't go overboard, and Bolt went overboard. So so where is the line? Where is the line that cannot be crossed? Where where do you draw? Yeah, this? Where, where 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 do you draw the weeabooness? <laughs> I I have no idea. But you no, but he clearly knows in his heart of hearts that Bolt oversteps. Where it's acceptable, but we, we, he, he doesn't. He know. can't even say yeah. what is acceptable. If he does like the Naruto ninja run, oh. that's the level of weeabooness that you know that is like crossing the line. That's pretty much why. It. Where's yeah, the line? That's, this is like an Corey Graves hating Elias Samson. That's just pretty much it. 
I mean, no, 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 no. no you know, you imply that there's a line somewhere. You just don't know where it is. Yeah. If you were, anyone else from HR wants to comment on this, if you were, no, 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 Lance. If you were a wrestler, would you have this gimmick? Would you consider having this gimmick? I wouldn't. Why not? Because it's. Uh, I don't. You cringe. I, I can't explain it. I just can't. It's inexplicable it. for you because. Is, is it, does it make you feel embarrassed for liking anime? No, 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 no. I mean, oh. in Japanese so subcultures. So where's the line? That is another discussion for another oh. time. So, so uh, <laughs> no, I, I, I am, I am this podcast. I'm just what? playing. I'm just playing geodetic engineer here, looking for the line. <laughs> <laughs> it's the something you only know from within. Well, and you can't really like you know describe it. Well, <laughs> okay, okay. Anyway, is it because <laughs> you can't see yourself doing it takbong mayaman. <laughs> Dito no, hindi si Takbong no, mayaman eh. Hindi, it's Takbong yun. It's Takbong Weibo. Hindi <laughs> <laughs> yung Takbong mayaman. Iba yung Takbong mayaman. You know, I haven't yeah. even seen, I haven't even seen Naruto cosplayers legitimately get like more than a meter. Wait, wait, that, 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 that run is, no, has, but, but, has been around before even Naruto. Uh, that's true. Yeah, but that's you know, true. Naruto changed the game. <laughs> Naruto changed everything. Mm-hmm. Like, like I had, I had a classmate who ran like that. Oh god! Just because, just because oh, he could. Oh god! <laughs> I, think, I think we all did. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sure we did. I mean, I teach, I teach grade nine. Bahay, bahay na And these kids still run. Like when you that. see both, you you think of that classmate who look who looks silly doing that stuff. Probably. So I don't have more than both. I like both the wrestler, but uh, you know. So so no 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 no. So so okay no no. This is a very this is a really contentious point, and I want to milk this for as long as we can. All right. So, okay. so now that you don't like Bolt for some unjustifiable reason, <laughs> some arbitrary reason, okay, what would you suggest in order to, you know, have him improve but while still uh, retaining, retaining the essence of his character? Uh, okay, so maybe don't change the gimmick. Fine, don't change the gimmick, but don't but run like a ninja. Is what you're saying, or but that like gets pop, so. Yeah, I mean, I don't have an answer to that, oh. honestly. But you know, <laughs> yeah, but you know, I mean, here's the thing: people like it. People like both, and the but and you it, don't. But yeah, me don't. That's why it's um, it's probably not fair. But I'm just gonna say that as a you know, like it's it's more of a subjective thing. I just so like oh sure. Honest. So does it hinder him as a baby face for no 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 for for, no. for seeming. For looking like that classmate who you would love to laugh at? No, no. I mean, look, here's the thing. People like Bolt. When they see him do his moves and entrance, there's obviously a reaction from the fans. So, uh, obviously, in a way, he does something right. But at the same time, as a competitor, uh-huh. there's still room for improvement. Because uh-huh, sure. there is, there is the, the part where he There's a wrestling part. As a wrestling part uh-huh. now. Yeah. There's a part where he did the moonsault. And he probably almost hit his head. Like there is, a, it was a bad angle. So, yeah, there's obviously room for improvement on that right. side at least. So, you know, in the name of safety. Yeah, in the name of safety, of course. How about Nintendo? Like, how much oh, has yeah, he sorry, changed? All that time all right. <laughs> how much has he changed since having turned heel? And uh, do you like this new direction for the character? I love the new direction. If bec- uh, it's like when I see Nintendo now, he's more. He, he has a serious face on. He's more evil. E- Evil, and he's acting like you know he, you know he has this aggression that complements the his size, you know. So he's like a big monster heel, just waiting to happen. So like you know, let's see where it goes with uh, Evil Tendo. But you know, I'm I'm you know 
keep an open mind of what you know, Nintendo can do as a heel and what he else he can do. I guess that that's pretty much I can I can say about Nintendo right now. <laughs> the, these two archetypes are in are, are quite and are quite mm-hmm. meaty, if you will, mm-hmm. with especially with regard to the Philippine context. So, yeah. would you like to see them explored more as personalities and as I don't know as social commentary? I guess on on the very real people that they represent. <laughs> Actually, yes. Uh, it like they're like gimmicks that reflect. Uh, the kind of people we have in the Philippines? Yeah. Why not? That's uh, actually more relatable, honestly. Uh, I mean, if you ask me what's more relatable, uh, a monster like the Apocalypse or an angry gamer like Nintendo, I- I'd lean towards Nintendo more because, you know, he's an angry... Uh, he's a big angry gamer who has obviously has a lot of aggression in him. So, you know, he's something I can relate to more than yeah. a monster. This, right. is, this is your fault, PLDT. <laughs> It's actually it's actually a good thing that you mentioned the apocalypse because he's the first uh, he's in the first match that we had at Bakbaran. So yes. that's the all out war championship between the apocalypse. It's, it's a championship. It, it, uh, it, it was it was a match. All right. So basically, it was supposed to be. It, it was actually an all out war match between uh, Trian Delatore and the apocalypse because of the things that happened for the past months. So the thing about this is that it's a refreshing form of all out war. In the sense that while it is still serious and it has its usual hardcore spots, uh, comedy is very much integrated and it makes for a very interesting narrative <laughs> uh, when it comes to Trian Delatore and his Trian verse. <laughs> Uh, so that's what we're calling it. That's I what guess. I'm calling it, and, and it, catch on, it caught on. Yeah, so. it caught on. So now, kudos to Trian for like integrating the whole Trian verse to the All Out War, and you know, as a creative force, Trian should be commended for that. And it was a fine hardcore bout that you know it showed that Trian is a capable performer. So to his credit, you know, kudos to him. And yeah, being said that you know, uh, Apocalypse, you know did his usual thing when it comes to all-out war matches. <laughs> and, you know, it's when it's something you're, you're already used to when you see Apocalypse, like the, the monster he is. So, business as usual for Apocalypse. All right, so how did he end up with the championship? Okay. So, basically, he when Apocalypse uh, beat uh, Trian de la Torre, despite interference from Grab Camus, even, Evan Carlo. Yes. And, yeah. After that, uh, uh, senior referee uh, Matt Rojas uh, came out and said that if Apocalypse won that match and he remains undefeated in All Out War, then he will be rewarded the very f- uh, the he will be crowned <laughs> the, the inaugural, inaugural All Out War champion. Alright, three things uh, Three questions surrounding this match First of all, what do you think about the All Out War Championship? As as a championship Yeah, yeah. as a championship and as a division that it basically establishes Mm -hmm. Uh, Second question is Did the match deserve to go as long as it did? Because I actually watched the match And it it was pretty long, it was like 20 minutes Right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Third is um, Does Does all of these all-out war matches, do they add value to the Apocalypse as a character? So let's tackle them one by one. First of all, talk about the championship. Okay. The idea of a hardcore championship in PWR is an excellent idea. Because, uh, you know, before you have the PWR championship and then you have the PHX, which supposedly uh, uh, promotes the, 
the styles of wrestling. Mm-hmm. So, you know, introducing this championship opens up a whole new world of possibilities for the roster. And basically, it's something that you want to see. There, there's always going to be brutality in the world of pro wrestling. And something, a championship like that, being introduced to PWR is only going to add value in the long term because you have to expose all these new guys. Uh, you can give all the new uh, new guys and the, even the veterans something new to fight for. I would like to start a petition to Mr. C right here. <laughs> uh, I know the name of the championship is All Out War. And that implies that it should only be defended in All Out War or similar hardcore uh, no disqualification stipulation matches. Mm-hmm. But I think it would be in... the PWR's best interests if the all-out war were to be contested under 24-7 rules. <laughs> yes! Yes! I love that idea. I mean, if, if you could have something like what Joey Ryan did to the DDT no, it, Iron no, Man no, no. heavyweight. I, 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 yeah, I the idea. Iron Man heavy metalweight champion. I'm not gonna... No, I, I propose that it should be as silly as... It should be as silly as the DDT championship. But uh, I, I would just like to, to have the spirit of the, the hardcore championship in there. Because... Yeah. I think, well, for one, it would provide some, uh, I'm sure, fun online content mm-hmm. for PWR, right? Amen. And uh, for, other, for another thing, uh, it could help, you know, give stories to those who are kind of languishing in the undercard. Yeah, like a stuffed toy. Being <laughs> 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 yeah, out, trying to avoid the... the no, 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 the, no not, that ridiculous. not that ridiculous. For one thing, it, it, it would help avoid the whole, uh, no, the whole Chikara, the Chikara, Chikara DVD, taint. yes. If you will, but uh, yeah, it should be a lot of fun, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, does the apocalypse sleep? Uh, it, uh, <laughs> it would have to require, I think, uh, having someone beat the apocalypse, and, and you know, then transitioning. Yeah, yeah and then transitioning into into twenty four seven rules. But mm-hmm. it should, I think it's a fun idea. Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't I, be surprised. I'd be down. I'd be down. I'd be down with that. But uh, here's the thing: should you change the title? To, I mean, you no. Know, Keep it as is. No, no, it's it's all out war. All out war. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why should, why should I wait for a show to have war? Yeah, it's all out. All the time. Right? Fair all enough. the time. Yeah, all out all the time. Alright. You, you can't be a, You should be a marketing. <laughs> I am in marketing. No, for PWR. <laughs> Quit, your job, Quit your job, Camus. Quit your job. Quit your job already. Quit your okay, job. Okay, so second question. Mm-hmm. Did the match deserve to go as long as it did? It went almost 20 minutes. Mm, okay. Honestly, uh, for an opening match, uh, I don't think it should have reached that long. Maybe 10 minutes would have been fine. Uh, because, you know, uh, I don't know, when you, uh, when you look at the, like two months ago, I mean, sorry, two shows ago, uh, the Deadly Sins versus Fighters for Hire, their all out war match, that's the kind of match that you want to see just, uh, yeah, that is justified to be as long as it can, like 20 minutes or so. This is the kind of match that's, you know, given it's like integrated comedy. And, you know, it's just a, it's a rivalry that only spanned three matches. So I don't know why it had to go that long. And, you know... You have fun, though. Yeah, have fun, definitely. It's just that, you know, uh, in a way, that's correct. It, it went too long. And it should have been uh, limited to a shorter time. Because, you know, I mean, it's not something... It's fun. I mean, why, 20 minutes of that, it's still great. But, you know, for the kind of match it is, the kind of rivalry that it is, it didn't have to go that long. And last question. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can you say about the Apocalypse's direction now that he has the championship? Like, uh, does this actually add value to him? Or does it continue to put him into this little box where all he can really do is these hardcore matches? Okay. 
okay, credit to Apocalypse the Performer. Uh, he definitely deserved the uh, deserves to be the first All Out War champion. Uh, but the thing is, uh, we of course we we criticize the Apocalypse's character for like, multiple times now. So hopefully, uh, this will open up the Apocalypse as a as a you know a different kind of monster. I mean, he doesn't have to be like this. Uh, supernatural monster he can be like that hardcore monster that is like the abyss uh, in TNA sorry TNA or GFW okay, no, TNA yeah. fine yeah so he can be that kind of monster instead of you know the uh, supernatural the super force. Na- yeah that speaks in you know in in sophisticated tongue so <laughs> because, because he, he has he, when he speaks yeah, uh, yeah I get what you, you know mean? Mean? We get it we get it so this is the, the championship might be a good reboot for the apocalypse if they wanna go to that direction or a soft reboot in a way yes if they want to but you know he deserves it but you know uh, he doesn't have to be limited to you know all out war matches uh, when it comes to, I mean he can hold the belt but he can still be uh, involved in storylines that does not involve the title but yeah it's fine alright now let's move on to the tag team match between the Punk Dolls and the Kakai Bros oh man <laughs> Kakai so Bros so much happened in this match yes so much but you know first and foremost the Kakai Bros they have the best gimmick in PWR right now by far and you know they ran with the entire gimmick and you know, they should be really commended. Their social media game is strong. That's <laughs> admin. But, but is it but is it intelligible? You know, that's, that's the point. That's, it doesn't have to be intelligible for it to work because that's the gimmick. Yeah, you, you want to punch him in the face in real life. <laughs> and, you know, they're irritating. And that's great about them. They're, they're irritating. They get a lot of social media interactions because they're, you know... Admins. Yeah, they're admins. <laughs> and, and, and they embrace the gimmick very much. So, you know, kudos to them for that. Uh, and it's also a great match between the Punk Dolls and the Kakai Bros uh, that played into the whole Marbin uh, dynamic. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> How do you feel about the tarps? Yeah, though? the tarp. There's a new tarp. There's a new tarp. How do they have money to. No, 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 no. There's a new tarp. There's a new. It was a Marbin tarp. Marvin, <laughs> Marvin, uh, Okay, so part of me says, I mean, part of me wants to clap for that because holy shit, that's a lot of effort. <laughs> but a lot of same, money. Yeah, money. You know, that's like 120 bucks. We don't know that. No, but yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, I feel sorry for Robin for having to tolerate that kind of shit. I mean, you know, really. Mean. In the build-up. In the build-up pa lang. Dami nang nilabas. Yeah, in online pa lang. Eh. But now, this happened. Parang, holy shit. They went a step too far. That's awesome. So, yeah. It's it's a great match. Uh, the Kakai Bros are actually pretty athletic for, you know. They're pretty... Uh, they're pretty good in the ring. Uh, shockingly. And uh, as usual, the dolls are very, you know. They're, they're very okay as usual. Uh, the dolls are... Uh, uh, continue to be versatile and you know aware in the ring, and they both have great chemistry. Uh, yeah, pretty much that's yeah, that's it. All right, next up, Vlad Sinsik versus Sandata. <laughs> okay, uh, Vlad Sinsik versus Sandata is a well synchronized uh, singles bout between you know two guys who I believe have a good chance of becoming you know future PXX champions. 
uh, it's just that it's unfortunate that it ended the way it did when uh, Vlad tried to do the uh, the standing muscle buster. Mm. Uh, it was it, it was a missed opportunity. Mean, he he still lifted some data, but you know, it could have been better executed. Although it's you know because of the fatigue and all those things, so it's it's understandable. Okay, I need you to address two things regarding Vlad and Sandata. First off, with Vlad, okay. uh, what do you think about this new uh, course for his character without Mike Madrigal by his side? Yes, because uh, I think he has an official word. Uh, the team is done. Yes, uh, they're pretty much done with each other. You can see it in social media. Mm-hmm. And I don't think alignments have really changed. It's just that they're no longer into each other. You know, I, I'll be As honest. Partners. <laughs> okay. Wow! <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so I'll be honest. I'm. I was really sad that they broke up because I felt that there was more to explore when it comes to the, uh, to the team of the Deadly Sins. You know, like you know, uh, see Ma- uh, Mike Madrigal's getting the Kupal chance, and you know, see Vlad is getting the You're okay, okay chance. There was in, there was potential with the team, but still, fine if they want to break up, that's their decision. And even then, I still see Vlad and uh, Mike having very good trajectory when it comes to their singles careers. Because you know that uh, they have more of an upside uh, when it comes to what they can, what creative uh, can do with the two. And as for Sandata, what do you think about where he's going right now, especially considering he's coming after loss after loss? Okay, I don't want to say this because I, I think I said this around a year ago. Or was it two years ago when I said that Panzer two is... Two years ago. Were you, was he reviewing shows two years ago? I, I can't remember. <laughs> not two years ago. Probably last year. Last, last year. year. No, last you've, year. Had, you, you've had three? Yeah, there was a the time that you were not there. That yeah, was the review. Ah. You have had three. Okay. So I said this before about Chris Panzer, and I hate to say this about Sandata now. Sandata is now officially the biggest choke artist in PWR. Damn, son. <laughs> Ouch. Those are harsh words. Yeah, yeah, yeah those yeah. are harsh words. But, you know, look, look where that got... Panzer. Yeah, yeah. Look what happened to Panzer after that, right? So last year, uh, yeah, he Panzer was in the same position Sandata was, and you know, look what Sandata ha- is. I mean, sorry, is sorry. So yeah, it's hard to cheer for Sandata when you see him go up the ranks and have a challenge for the PHX Championship, and then you know, end up with Sandata losing and losing and losing. So I have no idea where this is going to go for Sandata but you know it it's hard to cheer for him when you're put when you put him in that position where he goes up and then he goes down. Wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's talk about that real quick. Okay. Uh, I've been thinking about these things because for one thing you got guys like uh uh, Satoshi Kojima, right? Yes. Tito Kozi, yes. who is happy to be here despite losing, right? And, yeah. and that's why people get behind him because he is positive despite you know not being the ace anymore, not being in his prime, yes. you know, losing the younger guys. And yep. he's but he's here. Next day he wakes up and shows up to the next G One fight, mm-hmm. and he gives it his all. So why can't you know? How come you can cheer for that guy and? Why? Why couldn't you? You know, cheer for someone's uh, like someone like Sandata's uh, uh, positivity and fighting spirit, if you will. Okay, so it's uh, why is it harder to cheer for that? It, it's it's not fine to cheer for Sandata during you know, before and during the match, but then after. I mean, here's the thing: Sandata is a guy I believe 
should have won a championship before I by now by now because of his tenure and of uh, because of you know there's still a lot to explore with Santata and uh, after all these you know all these matches when you see Santata pick up his game you know he still hasn't won that one thing that solidifies him as a as a you know as a prime competitor. So what you're trying to say is he keeps letting you down. No, I, no, I, I don't think that's what he's trying to say. I mm-hmm. think what you're trying to say is uh, someone else is letting you down by because these things are happening to him. Mm-hmm. In a way, yes, that's that's pretty much. That's it. why it's hard for you to cheer. Y- yes, I, I mean, see, <laughs> we will. Sadeska. Oh, <laughs> wow, it's so weird. Uh, <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so but yeah, don't get me wrong. I'll still support Sandata all the way, but you know, it, uh, deep inside, he just feels frustrated because you know after, you want more for him. Yeah, okay. I mean, in the way that I still believe the Fighters for Hire should have been the inaugural champions. Okay, because okay. of their tenure and because of their tenure. Interesting, and you know, because their seniority. Wait, so you're, so you're considering tenure a legitimate qualification to win championships uh, and accomplishments? Tenure and level of improvement. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it, got it. What do you need, <laughs> Right. We good. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Okay, let's yeah. get to the tag team championship match between right. the Yolo Twins and the Network. And <laughs> I, I, I heard that there were some shenanigans that went down oh, involving man. a fan. Nakobo, <laughs> Okay, so before well, we talk a, about a, the a, match, uh, fine. Be doozy. <laughs> okay, so before the match started, uh, I think Logan. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, it was it Logan. Was Logan. Uh, Logan was very much into his character that he went. Uh, you, you know, you, you know, he went ballistic, I guess. But in the process, he kind of spit on a. Ki- if I if I see it right, uh, he kind of spit on a kid, and went towards a kid. He went down the ring and went face to face with the kid, uh, which prompted a lot. Actually, everyone the ring to just stare at Logan. And, you know, you're wondering what's what the hell's going on, and I think the dad was pissed off by that point. And this was this. By the way, this was the same kid that was very enthusiastic the whole show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he I, was. I heard him from the back, the entire <laughs> show, the entire first half. Yeah, he was. He, he was cheering very much. I mean, and he was. He was into it. He was into it. Oh, yeah. Down. yeah, he was so into it that you know, that you know, this is the guy. He is a kid that you know that is probably when like, years later would probably think that oh yeah, P- I watched a PWR show before and it was pretty awesome. I was but, one of the noisy mm-hmm. fans. And, you know, later on the show, I didn't really hear the kid, you know. Uh, he didn't Yeah, he energetic. So he's basically affected by the whole thing. Yeah, that, that's the impression. <laughs> All right. And saying lang. What do you think about Logan's efforts to draw heat that way? Because hey, I, I heard about that incident. I heard about the Chester Bennington reference. Mm-hmm. So oh. as a oh, right. viewer, yes, yes, not yes, about yes. that one. Yeah. That's right. As a viewer, how does that come across to you? Okay, I'm I'm going to say what the Smart Henry review said, <laughs> or in, in, in the curious cut, okay. uh, that you know the the Yolo twins are really good and they're really talented, and they have a, they they have there is a million ways for them to get heat. Those are the two things that they probably should not have done uh, to get heat because hey, we were we were booing the hell out of them anyway, but you know uh, I don't think. The Chester Bedding, Bennington, Bennington. Bennington thing Bennington. was bad enough, but being that aggressive to a kid uh, in the show, 
and this probably is his first show, by the way. I do think it was. Oh man! So yeah, it, he should not have got done that. I mean, as he is now, he's already drawing heat. But you know, being that aggressive to a kid, that's going too far. What What can you say about the fact that in wrestling these days, about there, they people say that there are no true heels. So mm-hmm. as a heel, you really have to do something despicable that people legitimately dislike mm-hmm. or that will really rile people up because it goes against what they believe in yes. or goes against their values. Can't the argument be made that Logan was simply doing something deplorable in the eyes of a normal, rational human being? Probably, yeah, I, I would see that. It's just that he should not have spit on that kid. That was just... Maybe if he like, uh, interacted with a kid but not go as far as he did, I think the problem was that what he did was done in cold blood, and at that point, you're you're you know, it, well, I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. it was more justified if the kid was talking trash to him, right? yes, yes, or, or bothering him in some some way. But it wasn't. Hmm. I, it he was... just decided to take it upon himself to to be a heel that way. Uh, and here's the thing: he's already that ballistic before. Yeah. And so you know, it's it's the first time I've seen Logan be that aggressive. And he was even spitting, I think, during the, when he was in the apron, mm. waiting for the tag. I think he was also spitting at that point. Mm. So, but uh, okay, I I don't know what's going on. I I don't know if he's he's angry or something. So, yeah, are uh, you had a bad day? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think uh, you're right. Uh, it is kind of hard to get real legitimate heel reactions nowadays. But uh, at that point, you do have to find a line that you should not cross. And I think uh, I would like to say that I think I'm pretty confident in saying that they they just took it as a learning experience. Yes. And I know. But I hope they, they learned their lesson because yeah, you're right. That's a learning experience for them, and you know, hopefully, you know, they you know they apply that lesson. Feature. But I will give I will give them some credit into trying to find where the line is and in pushing the envelope and doing so because. Uh, I do see where they're coming from. Because if you're really good at what you do, even if you're a heel, even if you're supposed to be booed, mm-hmm. uh, people will cheer you. That's just the way it is now. <laughs> but yeah, I, I see the point. Because you know, there's like uh, guys like uh, John Sebastian. He's an he, yeah, he's a pretty you know he's a pretty good heel. But you can't help but you know cheer for him at the same time mm. because he's also pretty good as a wrestler. Like he's like he's like the cool heel, mm. if you will. Okay. Let's talk about the match. Okay, so the Yolo twins are awesome as usual. No, nothing else to say about that. Uh, but I like to commend the uh, the efforts of the network because I I, I like the face network. <laughs> so I really like the face network. For so here's the, here's why. Huh? Um, I like how AB three has improved uh, by leaps and bounds for the past number of months. And his character work has been amazing with the selling, you know, selling, you know, the, the parts where he yeah, sells the yeah. injuries and whatever. Like the, when he's getting work. Yeah, he was getting work. There we go. Uh, he will, and yeah, I, I like his expressions and how he acts uh, in the ring. Mm-hmm. That's an improvement. And I like Idol's uh, character work very much, especially the part where, you know, he had the chance to use the, the belt. Uh, during the match, but he decided not to. So there, there was sympathy. I guess you, you could use that sympathy for Idol for saying that oh he was a bad guy, he was a jerk before. He's the one who tormented Chino. But then seeing that, you can't help but support him now. So yeah, you know, pretty good. Full on face there. 
full on FaceTime. All right. Any, anything else uh, about the Yolo Twins or the network or about their characters or, their, or direction, or would you like to move on? Yeah, I think we can move on. We're okay, we're good. So let's get to the segment where Chino Ginto officially relinquished the PHX uh. Championship <laughs> and subsequently got some verbal barbs from Ken Warren. Uh, for his efforts. Yeah. Um, that was the most genuine Chino Ginto promo I've ever heard. <laughs> because, you know... You, you, so you're saying that other times... <laughs> not naman. genuine. Not naman, not naman. More like, you know, I, I like uh, Chino's promos. Just that uh, the way he delivers that kind of promo where he has to give up his title before, because of a real-life injury, uh, I think he really drove it home to the fans that, you know, this is this is serious... Uh, I'm I'm not gonna be in the ring for a long time, and whoever's gonna win that belt in the future, uh, remember that you you're only borrowing the belt, not you know. They're placeholders, keeping it warm for his eventual return. Yes, is he like the interim PHX champion? So you know, Oof. so yeah, um, it's sad that Chino went down the way he did, but uh, you know, can't wait for his return. But you know, one door closes, another one opens. And speaking of another door opening, how about Dax Aviera? Oh, man. He's in the next match against Ken <laughs> Warren. And a lot of the opinions coming out of that match is that Dax was one of the breakout stars of this show. Very much. I mean, this is... If you look in the future, if Dax is going to have like a an autobiography or something... Well, autobiography <laughs> What if, what if? And then you're going to ask, what was the one match that made Dax Aviera a bona fide single star? It's that match with Ken Warren. It's it's the match that finally convinced everybody that he is a future big time player because he has the crowd on his hand, the palm of his hands. He's definitely ready when it comes to in ring work, and it really shows that uh, when he's look. I mean, when he's in the tag team, mm. you know that he's being held back. Wow! Uh, yeah. Really? No. Let, let's let's get into that a little yeah. bit more. Let's flash that out. Because he's held back again. <laughs> I don't want to flesh out necessarily the fact that you said that Dax was being held back, but in terms of the bigger picture, where does this leave Dan Erickson, given that Dax Aviera seems to have already stood out and carved a niche for himself in, in at least the mid-card singles, uh, singles division? Right now, I think the most important thing uh, that Dan would need is something to latch on, th- that energy, because Dax has a lot of that energy that's infectious. That fans are able to, you know, to, you know, to the Dax gave fans a reason to cheer for them, right. even chanting Sisig. <laughs> he owned it. He, yeah, he owned it, and yeah. you know, that's the thing. He owned it. He's he's a ball of uh, he's a ball of excitement, <laughs> and Dan did not exhibit the same amount of excitement, and you know that that fire that that Dax had. So what's the biggest difference between the Dax Javiera we first saw at Revo X 2016, the Dax Javiera we saw at APCC last year, and basically all of his previous outings compared to this one breakout performance against Ken Warren? I think the important word there is confidence. Mm. Uh, well, besides the improvements, of course. It's also the confidence because this is the Dax Javiera that, that was... Like, if I, when Ken Warren has something... Dax has an, an answer for that. And there's something that you know that Dax is able to follow what Ken can do. And Ken Warren is uh, one of the top five guys in PWR. And for Dax to be able to keep up like that and get a lot of cheers 
and get a monster pop after beating Warren, that's something. That's something you can't teach. <laughs> what can you say about Ken Warren then? Because Ken Warren also, uh, well, first of all, he's one of the 12 guys competing for the vacated PHX Championship. Dax yes. Aviera also in that race. Yes. So what can you say about where Ken Warren's place is now, given that he seems to be the beta in his own stable? Uh, oh, man. Actually, I here's the thing. I guess in my perspective, at least, I have no idea what kind of relationship uh, Warren has with the twins. So I really don't know where this is going to go or who's going to be like the... I mean, if there's going to be anything that's going to happen within the stable in the future. But I feel that Warren is a guy that needs to be... Uh, needs to stand out more in a in a group that is you know I mean the Yellow Twins are out. wild yeah, yeah. they are wild they're they're mil- the millennials of millennials and <laughs> and it felt like you know Ken Warren was join it was uh, latching onto the Yolo Twins uh uh they you know the 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 the, the identity the, not really identity more like the whatever reaction that that the Yolo Twins get it's shared with Ken Warren. Okay, so I he's guess. basically riding their momentum. Yes, riding not really. Yeah, I was thinking coattails, but yeah, I think momentum is a better, <laughs> a better. Yeah, that's harsh. <laughs> Sorry, I mean, but it's still, when it comes to in-ring, you know, talent, I mean, Warren has it in spades. It's just that it feels that it feels as though that Warren is uh, latching on to the twins and getting their energy. I guess. It's a, it's a curious case because normally when you see a three-man group where there's a tag team involved, it's right. the singles guy who's the leader <laughs> yes. in the tag team sitting Chihuahua, like Jinder Mahal and the Singh brothers mm-hmm. or Edge and the Edgeheads. Yes. It is, it, it, this is a situation where it's flipped on its head. This little motive is flipped on its head, right? And uh, the beta is a singles guy, mm. right? It's weird because maybe one of the reasons why he's in that position is because Warren was out for a long time while the twins were already making a lot of noise. Mm-hmm. So maybe at that point when when Warren came back all of a sudden, uh, that you know, I need in Warren's head he might be thinking I need to do something. Uh, I need to do something to get that you know to get that mojo back and maybe aligning myself with you know like-minded millennials would be would do the trick. Alright, so we'll get into the PHX Championship Tournament at APCC at the end of the review. Right now, let's round out the rest of the card. Okay. Tag team match between John Sebastian and Peter Versoza <laughs> and the Fighters for Hire, which ended in a, <laughs> a double DQ? No contest? No, no, no contest, contest. No contest. Yeah, because it was it ended with a, in a wild brawl. Yes. That, it, that was really... Actually, it's probably worse than the one in... Uh, the one in... The Renas- last one. In Renaissance. Yeah. Because this was the one that... Uh, that it took the entire well most of the roster the faces at the, least the faces to stop the whole uh, the whole beatdown and all those things so it, it's 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 wild it's a wild brawl but it ended it felt right because how did you feel about the match before we get to the brawl okay so as usual Rosales is in this uh, tip top form <laughs> and Bax is a very convincing face in peril I mean, you know, he's like a, a, like a bodyguard of sorts, he, Joey Bax. But at the same time, when he wants to be a face in peril, he knows how to do that in a, in a convincing manner. So, you know, this is a, a good way for Joey to resonate to the fans as a face. 
And for John Sebastian, he's he. I am with you guys, but I feel that John Sebastian is the most relaxed he's ever been when it comes to being a heel. Yeah, so that on championship. Yeah, when on championship, he's not resonating his whole. I mean, he's not uh, showing off his uh, wrestling lord and savior persona. He's just being an uber jerk. I mean, I think he's back to his cutthroat John Sebastian persona. Don't let him hear that, though, because yeah. he hates that uh, cutthroat tag. Oh, really? Oh, man. Yeah, someone did this in the interview. <laughs> probably going to kill me. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, this is the most relaxed because, uh, I mean, it's good to be authentic. And it's good to be, uh, to show off your personality uh, and ramp it up to 11. And I think this is the John Seba- the best John Sebastian we have seen in a while. Smack talking John Sebastian. Yeah, John, uh, this is the John the Sebastian that said, Joey Bakla, sa Renaissance. <laughs> and, and he's, yeah, he's being an overall jerk. He's more of a jerk than usual. <laughs> and yeah, this is. And that's saying a lot. Yeah, that's saying a lot, and it's and you know it's a welcome uh, layer to the John Sebastian character. Anything else before we get to the next one? Oh, and also I just wanted to say I'm very sad to see Peter Versosa. Uh, the way I see it, Peter Versosa is riding on John Sebastian's coattails because <laughs> he, he, he has no personality that you know that you can latch onto. To, John, to Peter Versosa. He, like, Peter Versosa is like, right now, the character uh, is like the original, it's like the default create a wrestler in a wrestling game wherein you can just, you know, I mean, he's plain and basic. And it's sad because last year he had a persona, he has a persona and he has a lot of upside. That's why he won the PHX championship. And now he just feels like he's, he's just, you know, Latching on to John Sebastian's heel heat for him to get heat. All right. Uh, last question on this match before we get to the Matina Matibay match. Okay. Where do you think this story is going? Well, based on what, uh, based on the interaction uh, uh, between mm-hmm. Sebastian and the other face wrestlers and him screaming Tutanistan, Tutanistan, blah blah blah. I think this is going to lead to a big match that would involve. Uh, a lot of people. A lot of people. I mean, those who hate Mr. C and those who love Mr. C, I guess. Or feel no ways about him. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll I think, see. Yeah, but I think this is going to end up in a big power struggle. And power struggle. Yeah, I mean, it, it could lead to our first ever Filipino Survivor Series match. Probably, probably. Do you want to see that, though? Yeah, I would. I mean, the all-out war match is you know crazy fun. I'm pretty sure this is the kind of match that's also going to be fun. All right, now let's get to the Matino Matibay match. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jake De Leon versus Ralph Imabayashi. It's basically our Filipino uh, take on the last man standing match. Yes. So, what was your what were your thoughts just watching a match like this? We've seen this countless amount of times, but this is the first time we've seen it in our own setting. Amazing. It was an amazing match. I mean, this is Jake De Leon. This is your franchise, and you know, whenever Jake is in the match, you know it's gonna he's gonna deliver. And this is the this is the kind of match that Ralph is very comfortable in, because he is the guy that uh, that represents you know Filipino strong style. <laughs> no, and, and Filipino yeah. strong style. <laughs> yeah, because he's a really. Uh, I mean, let's face it. This is the guy that that is. <laughs> That is in Ralph's environment. 
So he's going to stiff the hell out of JDL. But of course, JDL will find a way to fight back against uh, the stiff style of uh, Ralph and Tomoyashi. Um, what, is, what makes this match great is that it's not just a last man standing match, but it's also a match that felt like uh, Ishii versus Shibata. It's a stiff, uh, hard knock, hard, yeah, hard knock match that involves a lot of striking and you know physicality. And, and that tit for tat nature. Yes, of it the did. Hit. I, I hit you. I hit you harder. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Considering the history between these guys, uh, they've been um, they've been involved with one another since basically Ralph's debut, uh-huh. right? Uh, if if you go back to last year or maybe even towards the end of 2015 yes. when Ralph won the PWR title, JDL was one of the first guys to congratulate him. Uh-huh. Does it make sense that their feud reaches this type of uh, this, this type of setup? To blow it off or something like that. Well, considering that this whole thing has been going on for how many, like, almost two years. I mean, actually, yeah, almost two years. Um, I think it was an inevitability that these two are gonna end up in that kind of inv- uh, that kind of uh, blood match because you know, I mean, when you look at uh, Ralph before, like last year's Revo X. Uh, before that, he was already angry at uh, JDL for various reasons. And so they're not really strangers to one another. So it's like these two guys are neck and neck uh, intersecting each other with their careers. And eventually, it was going to end up with one of the best wrestlers in PWR and the best pure wrestler in PWR in a high-stakes match that would finally settle uh, who is the who is the... Who is the alpha male, if you will, of the, the company? Okay, now let's top it off with our main event, PWR right. Championship, Billy Suede versus Chris Panzer in a match that some people are already calling the match of the year. Yes, this, if you were not in the show, if you were not, uh, if you did not watch it live, then I feel so sorry for you. You just missed out on a six-star match. Mention George. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. All you have to do is say his name. Hi, George. It's it's, it's your loss. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Seriously, this is the one. I mean, I thought JDL Suede would be the match of the year. Then this match happened, and it blew all other matches in the card out of the water entirely. It's the best match of the night. I'm oh, sorry, of the day and best match of the year. They, but why? Because we we've heard everything that has to be said about it in terms of the praise, mm-hmm. but we ha- I, I want to know why. Okay, so it's it's the chemistry between uh, uh, Billy Suede and Chris Panzer. You know that when you have a match with Billy Suede, he's going to. He, this is a guy that's very experienced and has gone all around the world, been won championships. This is the guy that you know is going to bring his A game to any match. And you know Panzer is the guy that has previously had a chip on his shoulder. He wants to become this the top guy. And he did. He eventually became the top guy. And eventually, this is the guy that's going to end up uh, uh, facing all the top talents. And you have these two guys who melded, uh, who, who had an answer for uh, one another's moves and had every... Uh, like for example, if Suede had a move, Panzer will try to top that. It's a competitive match that brought the best out of each other. And it felt like it was a match that wherein it could be anyone's game. And 
true enough, it ended up with Billy Swade's victory. Did you see it coming? Mm, honestly, 50% said yes. Because, you know, I, I would believe if Panzer won. But at the same time, I also believe that if Swade won, that's fine. What do you think about the win then? It's a welcome addition. Because there's a new. Uh, here's, I, was, I was thinking in the back of my mind that this is a very good opportunity because with a, with a major champion like uh, Swade. Mm. Uh, technically, he's an outsider, right? Technically, before this, before yeah, before this. this. So, at, with this, after this, Mm-mm. it kind of solidified the fact that okay, maybe yeah. he's not going away after like a, cu- a couple of shows, like maybe Kotohiro did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the thing because I thought that Billy, when he, he came before, he was going to be like the guest so that you know he'll just come by and have a few wrestling matches, but then suddenly he's he's become more active in the PWR canon. And ended up actually winning the top belt, the top championship. Mm. So it, it's it's a good narrative now to see which guys would actually dethrone Billy Swade. Would it be John Sebastian? Would it be uh, uh, JDL? It's now a race to see to see who's gonna beat the uh, Billy Swade, and whoever will beat Billy Swade in the future will will pretty much get a big rub from him. Needless to say, I can tell that you're very excited about the prospect of the 8th generation PWR champion. <laughs> yes, I am very excited because, you know, it's, it's, it's a different kind of storyline that you can't wait to see. It's like now, who's going to beat Billy Swade? Who's going to be the guy that ends his reign? Yeah, I think more importantly, who's going to face him next? Like mm. after Chris Panzer. At some point, his story with Panzer has to end. Yes. Who's next? Right? That's the so, question. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, overall thoughts on the show. Uh, what, like, say, logistics or the way that they handled stuff. Um, were there was there anything that you feel needs to be addressed? Actually, I'm honestly when the when the when they announced that they're gonna have another show in Bayanian, I was super happy because Bayanian felt home, like felt like home for PWR for the past number of months. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> because later it was announced that you know it's not gonna be showing. Benyan anymore, which is sad, but yeah, I mean, besides the, the, the besides the fact that there's another birthday party. Oh yeah, there <laughs> was another birthday party this yeah, time. Yeah, which is weird. Uh, otherwise, it's fine. I, I like the way that they uh, they handled the show. Of course, the big the big story with with that is the whole Logan Olyares putting on the kid thing, and I think they handled it well, especially the. With you know, it, it didn't explode any further than it did. So overall, they they made their last show count. Now, well, you mentioned that Suede Panzer was match of the night. Yes, you, we identified Dax as breakout performer of of the show. Mm-hmm. Who was your MVP of the show, though? Hmm, definitely Billy Suede. <laughs> who else? Really, I mean, who else could could, could top that? All right, we're almost an hour in. I actually want to congratulate you that we were able to get through the entire review in under an hour. Oh, right. <laughs> with, with, with a few this minutes time. to spare. With a few yeah. minutes to spare. So let's use those few minutes wisely and talk about the PHX Championship Tournament at APCC. Since we're here, we're talking about PWR. All right. What do you expect from PWR at APCC to begin in with? Bracketology okay. now. Yeah, now, yeah. That, now that you've seen the Bracketology and all that stuff, what do you expect from PWR's second run at Asia Pop Comic Con? I expect them to do better. Than, I mean, of course, we all do. We try to top what was done before. So I expect the PWR to to be able to bring out a better show this year. I mean, and, and then you have a tournament. 
So but now, it's a house show. <laughs> but yeah. it's not just a house show. I'm kidding, show. I'm kidding. <laughs> I think this pretty much answers everybody's questions that it's officially canon. Yeah, it's canon. So if you're technically, this is the next show PWR. And it's great because not only is this canon, not only does it have championship implications, but all other all of the people who will be going to APCC for the for the uh, for the guests and for all those things, they'll get to see very good wrestling with storyline implications during the sh- during the whole convention. So they're getting their money's worth. So Everybody wins. Everybody wins. You've seen the bracketology. You've seen that from a field of twelve, mm-hmm. it'll get narrowed down to three guys in the finals. Yes. Who do you predict will be in that three-way finals? Okay. So going to what I said earlier, I hope the Sandata will end up being one of the competitors. Okay. The other is um, JDL, That's based on the bracket, yeah. of course. And then the and, down bracket. And the last one? And the down bracket. <laughs> the, down the left bracket. bracket, the right bracket. <laughs> left bracket. Right, yeah, yeah, the yeah, down bracket. The order. He went Are you treating the brackets like syndromes? <laughs> <laughs> There's a left syndrome. Man. <laughs> Shut up, Camus. Yeah, one. Uh, so, okay, in the, in the bottom uh, bracket, I s- okay, because of what I've seen in the last show, and because he has more of an upside now than ever, and PWR needs more stars, I see Dax being the third guy. So it's Sandata, Dax, and JDL. JDL. Okay, from those three guys, all baby faces at this point, Yes. who's emerging as PHX champion? I see... Sandata making Dax Javier submit uh, to become the new PXX champion. Bold predictions. Yes. All right. Because I, the way I see it, because it's a JDL is someone you want to protect. I mean, I mean, you want to make him look strong. I, I wouldn't know. I'm not a booker. Yeah, you know, I know. This is this theoretical. You're predicting three faces in the in the finals. Yes. In one triple threat match. Yes. Are you aware of how that looks? Well, there have been face matches before, but all know, three. All three. That's the thing. Uh, that's like the ideal thing, of course. So I wouldn't know. So you're not on booking. <laughs> eh. Yeah, but as if you're on. As booking. if you're on booking. I'm not you on booking. About? That's Just why saying. you're not on booking either. Hey, it's a dream. Uh, it's a dream. I'm a young scenario. boy. <laughs> Okay, yeah, but no, but, but I, I see where you are. Oh, no, you are TNVC. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but if, fine. If we don't include JDL. I want to see Vlad in the in the in the final three. So Vlad is your dark horse pick. Yes. Okay. Okay. So now that we've wrapped that up, any other thoughts on PWR or say where PWR is heading? Uh, you know, go to APCC and then after that and the yeah, succeeding the shows. Future. Okay. Uh, any other thoughts that you just want to share out there for our listeners? Um, beyond, I mean, for those going to APCC, you're gonna get your money's worth because <laughs> you know you're gonna see wait, wait, a lot. Wait, of, wait, 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 really? a lot of money. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're gonna get your money's worth just from us. Yeah, that's a bold statement to make. Yeah, honestly. I mean, More importantly, I'm surprised that I'm just asking you for thoughts and you're <laughs> shilling us well, directly. Uh, well, that's all. Like, that's a part. You're of looking my for jobs. <laughs> Marketing, of course. I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, but I mean, really, I, I, I'm, I'm excited for PWR's future because you now have this dominant champion Swade and the, I, the, the prospect of wondering who's gonna be the guy that beats Swade, and you know, and of course, there's the All Out War Championship. So and of course the whoever's gonna end up being the PXX champion. So it's a very exciting time for PWR, and I can't wait to see what happens on the next uh, uh, next show after APCC. So yeah, can't wait. 
All right. Now, if our listeners want to follow you on social media for or for some reason, for some reason, contest the claims you've been making, yeah. Yeah. Where can our listeners lynch you online? Where where can Bolt find you? <laughs> oh God, I'm so sorry, Bolt. Don't murder me. Uh, uh, my Twitter account, Lance Tanong, one word. All right, thank you very much, Darley, and I hope that you enjoy your meal of bread tonight. Oh I hope, God, I hope you prepare for the jutsu that's coming your way. Oh God, thanks. I, ho- I hope that there is a multiplication of loaves headed your way. <laughs> thank you, guys. Uh, I'm happy that you invited me, and you know. And yeah, thanks. Thank not you. bad, not bad. Thank you. Thanks again to Lance Tan Ong for reviewing Bakbakan sa Bayanihan. He stays with us for our pick of the week because he did earn it this guesting. So, Darlie, go <laughs> ahead. Okay. Take uh, your pick. Okay, so my pick of the week. Week. <laughs> week. Uh, sorry, sorry. Pick of the week. Pick of the week. Way to botch it. <laughs> my okay. name is Jeff. All right. Uh, pick <laughs> of the week is uh, Kenny Omega versus Evil. That's what? a was good. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> People are bitching about the the bound and gagged. Well, not gagged, just a bound international. <laughs> like, fuck. Do you know how hard that spot is without the? No, but that was without, Yano. Oh, yeah, sorry, the one. Sorry, I was going to just mention that. Just mentioned the one with Yano then. No, <laughs> you know, know how hard it is to do that spot. For, I mean, not so hard for experienced veterans like Yano and Omega, but do you know how hard it is in general to do that sequence? Without the binds. But, and they hobbled through it. And they hobbled through it it's perfectly. Great. But good. the match against Evil was brutal. Was I will brutal. say that. Yeah, I mean, it, I think Evil had a concussion. Yes. I, I think. Left with a concussion. Yeah, because it was just, yeah, it was a brutal match. Just, uh, fucking V-Triggers. Yeah, they have, he has to be careful with those V-Triggers, seriously. No, because he, he speeds into them. He's like, mm. the, the third act V-Triggers, niya, yeah. Bilis, eh. Sobrang bilis. And yeah, it was, uh, I think this is a reminder of why Evil is such a great, uh, such a great wrestler in New Japan. So, great character work as well. And great character work. I'll take, I'll take the next one just while we're sucking Kenny Omega's dick. Um... Kenny Omega versus Michael Elgin, even if he lost that one, holy shit, Michael Elgin can bring it. And it this was the match that solidifies him being a G1 regular for the years to come. He can pull it off. He can pull Pretty it sure off he was anyone. Solidified last year. No, last year last year when he won the IC belt was sort of that okay, yes, but then this is what this match was one of those I love it for the brutality and the fact that he keeps kicking out of things he keeps kicking out of things and because it's Kenny you expect him to go down a little not man as fast but ang tibay niya and for him to end it with a fucking burning hammer so good so good so good all right, I'm going to take uh, see the SmackDown main event this week because I haven't seen the show I'm supposed to be reviewing. Uh, <laughs> late? See, yeah, I know, super late. Uh, first gotten busy. But anyway, Cena versus Nakamura, uh, easily the best main roster match that, that Nakamura. Nakamura has. I mean, the, the stuff with Dolph Ziggler isn't bad, but, you know, they weren't as, uh, as gravitational. Gravitationist, gravitationist. It didn't have as much gravitas. gravitas. Yeah, it didn't have as much gravitas as the one with <laughs> Cena and Nakamura. And when when there is gravitas involved, that's when Nakamura steps it up. I wish this went 
five more minutes. Yeah, I, I do wish it went five more minutes, but I will blame the fucking commercial breaks. That, yeah, that, how, how could they yeah, skip two, two commercial, commercial breaks, breaks in one match? Be- right before the God match started and right before the, the heat. Yeah, like... It's a bad trip. Then. Yeah, it really took away from the momentum. You're watching... I want the uncut version on the network. Give us that No, they didn't, they didn't even do the whole split screen thing. Yeah, what yeah they didn't. What and they did that for the AJ Styles-Owens match. Yeah. What I mean is that, parang, okay, I get it. I'm supposed to be jealous of the people who are there to watch it live. But come on, don't do us dirty like this because we went out of our way to watch TV. And what I mean the rules for the split screen are super arbitrary. You, you don't know when it's coming. They, it just happens. Yeah, it just happens. But uh, the first time they did it, they did it the whole show. Yeah. That. yeah. But no, then after that, where, where is it now? No, no. Right? So anyway, yeah, uh, great match though. Uh, the last few minutes were spent on the ground. And it was just as exciting as, you know, almost as exciting as... Uh, uh, the the final act of an AJ Styles match where he just keeps going up to the springboard. Yep. My pick of the week is from NXT, the main event. It's Alistair Black versus the debuting Kyle O'Reilly. Ah, Kyle O'Reilly as a singles competitor. No, no, I don't think so. <laughs> the, the fact that Alistair Black beats both Red Dragon guys. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. Or, or no, within no, no, three no, no, weeks within, span. Within, a within, weeks a taping, span. within a taping. Well, within a taping. Within a taping. No, the Kyle O'Reilly match is the first of that taping batch. Ah, two two Alistair Black matches in a row against the Red Dragon guys. So you think it's going to head towards a feud against the Red Dragon guys? No, no, I feel like it's going to lead to a reunion with the Red Dragon guys who at this point don't come into NXT as a team but might be after first DIY breaks up and the other circumstance being uh, TM61 is nowhere to be found after one of them got injured but the match itself is something that you might want to watch just because um, it's I think it's pretty much uh, what it it represents now the new direction NXT has taken sure it's a WWE product Sure, Bobby Roode is still very much a WWE type of wrestler, right? Prototypical. Yes, yes, as is Drew McIntyre. But a lot of the guys that you see right now, they're bringing back that indie feel that we loved about True. NXT during the NXT 5 era. Yes. So when, when Kevin Owens, Neville, Sami Zayn, their lot ran the show, right? Hideo is still there. You have Cassius Ono. Now you have the Red Dragon guys. You have uh, Alistair Black and Roddy Strong. You have all these guys coming together for a nice little... Uh, Indie flavor, which you know, um, parang nawalasha for a while sa NXT, and now they're just beginning to pick up sure, momentum yeah. once again. And matches like this are what really um, highlights that. So I love how stiff they were. I love how they stayed on the ground nung simula, and it had this MMA feel. Now, if you had that fan Striking. that I was describing Uh-oh. earlier, parang <laughs> ah, wrestling fake lang yun, MMA na lang. You show them this match. Hmm. Show them how the, these guys stiff the fuck out of one another. How sure. they made. All these holds look so exciting, so fun. They keep you glued for uh, the 14 minutes that the match ran. Um, it was a great main event. Sure, there were like a couple of commercial breaks then, but it wasn't as, as bad as yeah, the SmackDown main event. commercial breaks aren't terrible. Yeah, they're not. Yeah, so I, I could actually live with those. So uh, the, the Alistair Black-Kyle O'Reilly match, an absolute must-watch. If you can only pick one segment from NXT, pick the main event. I just realized that you watch SmackDown. Uh, you don't watch it live, right? Uh, no, no, I watched it like yeah. an hour after. I was watching it live, you know, via, you know... Streams. The, yeah, yeah, streams. <laughs> and so, live streams have the commercials in them. So you had it better than I did. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's bad commercial. Yeah. Both times. 
you just you just had the cut. Yeah, right? yeah. In, in sa it's it's a cut and it's disjointed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Na. Cause it's a, I, I think what makes it worse is that it, uh, the you, know, you, know, you know the commentary cues the money. Yeah. Right. Yes, but the scene of Akumura matches face versus face. Yeah. At least pag face versus heel, alam na ahit na. Yeah, yeah. From the rest hold na no rest hold. Oh, he's going into the rest hold or getting into the. Until the end of his shine, so the commercial is gonna. I was gonna cut the commercial. Maslam damuing pagkat disjointed ngayon face versus face, kasi uh, you know the, the alignment the is arbitrary, and, and yeah. then it's always back and forth when when you get to the second third act. Yes, so ilan na ka bad trip lang. I wish they didn't do that. It really took away from uh, what would have set this match and this main event. Yeah, the, I don't know. After all these years, you would think that they would figure out how to pay to place the commercials in. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that brings us to the end of this week's episode. Obviously, we haven't seen Lucha Underground. I'm actually downloading it as we Major speak. They're late sila mag-upload this week. Yeah, yeah. They have been pretty late the last couple of weeks. So that's pretty disappointing. Which also explains why uh, Good Lucha Things, the Lucha Underground review column, has been moved to, to Mondays. Monday, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, Not bad. Yep. Anything else that we have to shill or plug? It's not APCC, but we can wait another week. Yeah. So that's, that's basically at the end of August. Oh, um, for people who've been asking... About SummerSlam and about the holiday it's gonna land on, and about a potential viewing party. Let me just say that it's in the works. Mm, yeah. So stick you're around lucky, for that. And I will say that you were lucky you're getting a viewing party. Yes. <laughs> and for those who are asking for SummerSlam predictions, please, please look for Ate Nicola So. Hey. <laughs> yeah, can we bring her on for that show? Uh, if she can make it out of the house. Yes. Yes. Okay. So when circumstances align. Now, on behalf of Lan Stan Ong, Raf Kamas, and Romaran, my name is Stan C, and this brings us to the end of episode 177 of the SGB podcast. We're out of here. Sit down. Be humble. And we still can't find Trion de la Torre. <laughs> <laughs>